This is the official Waukee Community School District podcast, Talk the Walk, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. You are listening to the Talk the Walk podcast, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. My name is A.G. Ellingson, Communications Coordinator for the District. March is Women's History Month, and we thought it would be a perfect time to bring in Judy Rowland and Taylor Luther, a mother-daughter combo in our district. Judy is the Associate Principal at Waukee High School. Her daughter, Taylor, is a special education teacher at Timberline. So welcome, both of you. Thank you for being here. This Thank is you. so Thank fun. You. Yeah. I, let's let's get to know you first. Let's talk about each of your roles and each of your buildings. Um, and I know you do powerful things, important things, and let's learn more about it. Sure. You want to go first? You got it. I guess I'm going first. <laughs> so I'm Judy Rowland. I'm the associate principal at Waukee High School. Um, I just take care of students and staff there on a daily basis and have the um, immense honor of seeing our kids knock it out of the park day after day. So um, couldn't be more proud of where I work and proud of being a warrior. All right, my name is Taylor. I'm an eighth and ninth grade special education teacher at Timberline. This is only my second year teaching. Um, it's been a wild roller coaster, but I couldn't be more thankful to start at Timberline for my teaching career. Okay, let's dig into Waukee High School and Timberline. Um, my question is, what's life like? It can go a matter of ways uh, on this one, but let's, let's learn more about um, the environment at your schools. Um, so my um, route to being a teacher is a little different with COVID. I never got student teaching. Um, so starting my first year last year was um, a lot, but it was a good a lot. Um, the amount of growth that I got last year was amazing. Um, the team of teachers that I've worked with and had a privilege to work with um, have been amazing, coaching me and being mentors to me. Um, and I couldn't be more thankful to start here at Timberline. Uh, yeah, so Waukee High School has obviously gone through some transitions in the last few years by adding Northwest High School, along with having to navigate everything um, with COVID. So I, I just can't say enough about our um, district leadership, our staff, our students, and the community that we serve. Um, without all of those pieces fitting nicely together, we would not be in the position we are today that I honestly can say we have had some challenges, no doubt, um, and it, we continue to um, rise to whatever challenge comes our way. And I just told someone the other day um, that as I look back and think about all the things that we've overcome, uh, to say that we're in the position that we're in, I couldn't be. Um, I'm overjoyed. So um, it's a big shout out to everybody I work with. Perfect answer. I mean, as yeah. we're a week away from spring break and there was two COVID cases across the district and people are learning and having fun and it's a shout out to everything that happens in the building and people who work there Absolutely. to get us to this point. Okay, favorite parts of the job, um, whether whether it's this year, a story, anything like that, I'd just love to know about kind of the why or the, or the, the, the thing that kind of, when you're having a tough day, the thing that reminds you that tomorrow is a new day and it'll be better. Well, it's gonna sound repetitive, but my favorite part of the job is the people. Um, we get asked a lot in interviews. In fact, yesterday we were interviewing a teacher and they asked us what we're most proud of or what's the best part of our job. And it always goes back to the people. And I'm going to just say a word that we take for granted and that's I have a ton of fun at work. The job's supposed to be fun. It should be fun. And even though not everything is fun, um, you got to find the people that just inject joy into every day. And I try to seek those people out and hopefully I'm that for others, but um, it's truly just the people. Yeah, mine would be the same. Um, people and then more so my students. Um, every day is different for me. No day is the same. 
Um, and my students just give me so much joy from the little things. Um, I've had three students who I've had for two years now and just coming to school, even if I start school with really bad, having a really bad day, um, once I have them in my classroom, it just turns my whole day around. I put this in the talking points um, that I sent over to you before the podcast with a question mark and an exclamation point. Uh, is working in the same district <laughs> as your mom and as your daughter a good thing? I'm going to let her go first. <laughs> um, yes, it is. Um, it is a really good thing. Even um, having her in the district as a st- when I was a student at Waukee High School um, was it's different now that I'm working, but it is a really good thing. And next year, I'm actually going to be working in the same building as her at the high school. Um, but I think just watching her being a mentor to other teachers and her um, ability to be such a great administrator um, has kind of led me into the direction of the career that I chose now. Oh, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Early, right? I know. Um, I will tell you this, that I tell everyone um, that I meet that most of my best memories um, in this district, although I'm proud of every student I work with, a lot of them have to do with being a parent. I never really considered that or really thought that I would stay in Waukee as long as I did, but I'm so thankful that I have to see the, the changes over time, but just to be able to experience both of my kids graduating from Waukee High School. I mean, I'm partial to Waukee, and I think it's the best place to go, so why wouldn't my kids go there? But also I think, and what Taylor probably doesn't know, is that watching her in her first year of teaching during COVID last year and hearing about her challenges and her um, ways that she was kind of approaching them here really helped me refocus how I was helping teachers also. So I don't even know if I've ever told her that, but it really gave me a good touchstone to kind of approach coaching teachers in my building. So knowing what she was kind of going through, so. Uh, that's a great perspective. Okay, let's break this next one up into kind of two to two ways. So um, Judy, your side of, of, of talking about the role of not just school, but like a, a, a professional in a school building to Taylor as she was growing up. And then Taylor, were you paying attention? Was teaching kind of always in the back of your mind or, or what were you looking for from your mom as you were kind of deciding what professional life might look for you? Um, so playing softball, I knew I always wanted to coach, um, and knowing that I knew there were few, um, professions and careers that I could do and still be able to coach. Um, and going, even going through college, that was my mindset, but the first time I had practicum and then my student teaching, um, I knew, um, that I wanted to be a teacher first and then coach second. And then just some of the qualities that I have seen growing up, I'm like, I'm nothing like my mother. But then when I start teaching, a lot of the qualities that I saw in her growing up, Surprise. I now see it. I know. I see it in myself. So. <laughs> did you see, did you try? Did you, how did you kind of approach? It was, I mean, sometimes I, you think of my dad was an accountant and I, I, I knew I wasn't smart enough to do what my dad did, so I couldn't follow. But were you talking about that? Were you open with that? About, trying, about like coaching her to be a teacher? Yeah, about potentially... I don't think I ever explicitly coached her into um, any one thing. I think with being a mom to Taylor, she was always very goal-driven. She knew what she wanted from a very young age. Um, she worked hard at everything she did. She didn't always have to be the best at everything she did to enjoy it either, which I think is something that we lose sight of sometimes. Um, and I just... 
I kind of just sat back and waited for her to ask questions. And um, of course, I love the profession I'm in, but I think I'm unique too that I didn't start out in education either. Um, and eventually it led, you know, sometimes you're just called to something that you're not sure at 21 that you wanted, but she knew it and I didn't. So I just really supported her in that. How has education kind of impacted your family life and, your, and, and the way you communicate as mother and daughter as, as now professionals in the same field? How is that kind of related to your family life? Um, I will say growing up, um, even when I wasn't in high school, just having a mom who was a administrator in our district, there were certain things like if I'm out, there's just a different light that you have in yourself. So I think it really taught me just to kind of when I'm out in public, just to like present myself um, in a good manner. And I think that taught me a lot of life, life lessons too. Um, I mean, I was terrified to get in trouble in high school. I knew exactly <laughs> where I was going. So that also helped. Um, but I just think <laughs> um, just having that and just seeing also her, just her ability to just take charge and her just love for people also helped as well. I had a good role model. I have to, um, at this point, just kind of give a nod to my mom, and then, but also my dad. Education was big in their life. My mom was a teacher. My dad started out as a teacher and then eventually went into farming full-time. Um, at a time when teaching was a lucrative career, he chose something else, and um, he tells that story a lot. Um, but I just had a good role model that my mom, you know, was in a building and I went to a small high school, but she let me be me and she could be her and we could intersect as mom and daughter, but not have to be teacher student or that at home. So you, you know, live both sides of this. I have lived both sides of this. So that, that helped me a lot. And also, you know, Waukee's big enough. I didn't, you know, she would seek me out if she needed something. I would seek her out on, on a daily basis. I loved having our friends pop in the office. I mean, it was, there were way more rewards to it than anything mm -hmm. I would consider to be a negative. What yeah. a fun story. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Okay, you're listening to the Talk the Walk podcast. We'll be back with Judy Rowland and Taylor Luther in just a moment. But first, a word with the official sponsor of Talk the Walk, Unity Point Health, Des Moines. We're here with Dr. Stephen Rinderneck, Unity Point Clinic Pediatrics, Waukee. Dr. Rinderneck, why are regular well-child vaccinations so important? You know, the last thing we want in a pandemic is to see spread of other diseases that we know are preventable. Right, so to, to get those vaccines and stay up to date and stay current is going to be extremely important. I've been doing this long enough that uh, when I started, I saw a lot of those conditions, meningitis, whooping cough, uh, um, you name it. Those, vac those vaccines are so effective that I don't see epiglottitis and meningitis and those things anymore. So the only way to keep up with that is to maintain our vaccination rate on other vaccines other than the COVID vaccine. That's Dr. Stephen Rinderneck, Unity Point Clinic Pediatrics, Waukee. This is Talk the Walk, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. Our featured guests this time are Judy Rowland and Taylor Luther. All right, so Women's History Month, it's, it's a month of empowerment, of looking back, of looking forward. It's, it's a cool month, and I think our district does a really good job of, of celebrating and honoring the people who are here with us, the people who came before us. I was at Maple Grove. And they had an 80-year-old substitute this week who was in just describing life of what it was like as a teacher in her mm -hmm. 40 years of education. And the students in that classroom were just oh, wow. amazed. So mm -hmm. I, it's, it's a, such a powerful thing. So let's, let's talk about the role of women in education. We're, we've kind of talked on the family life dating back another generation. But were there teachers and educators in, in your lives that have impacted 
the, your role into where you are right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I grew up in a small town, but I don't think it's necessarily unique to a small town. A lot of my role models at that time were male. And I think sometimes, even in Women's History Month, we focus so much on who were female mentors, but I, I have to give a shout out to all the great mentors I had, regardless of gender, So and, and continue to have um, in my career. So here and, and other places I've worked. But as I thought about this question, my um, chief model for how it was to be a, f- a female leader and how it was just to be um, a, a, women, a woman that stood for both grit and grace, I think, are the words I associate with her, are, was my vocal coach at, at Iowa State. I studied um, vocal as part of a minor that I went through, and she taught me what it was to be able to be assertive and to be confident um, and did that a lot through music, but more so just in conversations with her. So I, I, I would have to give a nod to her as my chief model early on of what that meant. Yeah, mine is kind of similar. Um, my, both of mine were my former choir teachers. One is Shelley Schweifley, who is still um, a choir teacher at Waukee Middle, and then Amy Hall, who's no longer here, who was my high school choir teacher. And I just think... Um, being a teacher now, I know how much relationships mean to students and how much um, that impacts the way you teach, the way the students look at you and respect you, and just the way that they accepted every single student um, and just the way they held themselves um, and with, um, like you said, with grit and grace and just being able to present themselves um, in just a manner that everyone just looked up to them just really um, helped me grow up as well. So one of the bigger goals for uh, across of Women's History Month is to recognize the achievements of women throughout history of the world, America. I mean, that's a huge gap because there's been a lot of women who've done amazing things. Who were some of those women of, as you were growing up, education, non-education, that you, that you can kind of point to as milestone makers, if you will? Again, it, it sounds a little cliche, but I have to give a nod to my mom. She grew up in a family of eight. Um, and I would say in, in pretty extreme poverty situation, no one had gone on to college. Um, some hadn't graduated high school in her family. Um, and all of her brothers and sisters have gone on to graduate from either academies or colleges or in corporate careers that are very successful. Um, so she was the first female in her family to go to college. Um, she went to Iowa State Teachers College, which is now UNI, um, and just Everything she overcame, she never made it a point to tell me all the stories, but just being around her and knowing little bits of pieces of stories and piecing it all together, I just, I have to give a shout out to her. And I have a friend who I leaned heavily into. Her name was Laura Fevchek. She's a social worker that I worked with in Des Moines. Um, She always talked about the finding your few, your crew, and your view. You know, find those few people that on the best of days and the worst of days, you know that are there for you. Your crew that kind of helps you rejuvenate and, and again, infuses joy back into your day. And then find the view, meaning where you are to be supportive, um, to be uh, make you feel valued. Um, so find it. And if those things aren't in place, change, change your view so that you can find those people. So... I love that. That's awesome. What a great view. I don't know that I can top that, but I'll <laughs> try. Um, I would say, um, I mean, there could be a ton of people who I could say for this, but I think the big one going back to would be my mom. Um, I think her 
um, not starting as an administrator, but working her way up and working in a profession that um, is predominantly run, or usually you see a male in that role. And to see her, even when I was in high school, now that I'm a teacher, I see it in a, just a way different perspective. Um, just the way that she is a leader to all and how um, students, staff, I've had a ton of staff who are at the high school just say how much they love my mom and um, how much they've helped her um, through the COVID last year and are just so grateful for her. And just to see that in a different light from being a high schooler and then trying to figure out who I am to now being an educator and taking some of those qualities that she has and trying to use that in my own classroom. That's awesome. I mean, I, mean, I kind of knew you might give a shout out to your mom, but even hearing it has been, was kind of powerful. And now I'm supposed to keep talking after that? <laughs> okay. that was, so maybe kind of shift gears just a touch. So I didn't realize until I kind of was digging some research here, kind of the, the, the push for Women's History Month started with the school district in California in the 70s. So let's kind of localize that same question, but here, who are some of the women um, that you surround yourself daily, if it's if it's mom, if it's daughter, that's okay too. But that that are doing things that deserve a shout out here. I mean, the list is way too long. Oh for my this, gosh! But. Um, I'm going to start giving a shout out to all um, the women building leaders. Um, I would include administrators in that, teachers in that, nurses. I mean, um, instructional coaches. I'm surrounded by creative, innovative passionate people all the time and I left an admin meeting yesterday after Ali Locker kind of refocused some things for all of us and talked about um, you know kind of getting back on track with looking for the the positive and the good and, and moving out of this area of stress that we've been in maybe for the last couple of years so I, I she's on my mind um, Teresa Best uh, she's one of my dearest friends we started in Waukee together she's Someone I, I consider my anchor and um, my rock, if needed. I have to give a shout out to Erica Beal, my instructional coach. She challenges me to do better, see better, and just an overall great human being. Um, and the list is so long, I don't even know how to, how to um, sum it up. But I, I work with tremendous people, and I, uh, I couldn't be more grateful for where I get to go every day. Sorry to make you do the shout outs, but I, I feel like it's a, it's there are people here that deserve. And I'm sure I'm someone sitting out there going, oh my gosh. And I'll walk away from here and think, I didn't mention these 18 people, but there's so many people. I mean, um, the counselors I work with, um, the teachers I work with, they're just great role models. They're great, great people, great human beings. I mean, when people come to you asking the questions like, what can we do? What do you need? How are you doing? you know, you know you're in the right place. Love it. Um, again, being my second year of teaching, um, I've had one really, really great mentor, Beth Snyder, who was a special ed education teacher here. Um, without her, I would not have survived probably these past two years. Just the way that she um, ha makes these connections with her kids. And then also, I mean, being a 20-something teacher, um, working in a building who with a lot of veteran teachers, I've had to figure out... Um, confrontation has not always been my strong suit so being able to present myself and hold myself in um, IEP meetings PLCs and come forward um, standing up for my kids that I have on my roster um, has been something that I have feel like I've grown in tremendously these past few years and that's to the help of Beth um, she stays late comes early I mean just the things that she's doing for her kids um, providing hygiene products for our students 
um, and just changing these students' lives has just been miraculous. So as we kind of, in, in education, you have the unique view of, of the next generation. You're the ones helping get that done. And as we hand the baton to the next generation, what do you, what do you hope? What do you dream of for the kids that you're working with on a daily basis? And as they celebrate Women's History Month, what do you hope that is for them? Um, the one word that comes in my mind for this question is fierce. Um, for all of the women, if you... If for any goal, for any aspiration, for anything that you want to um, strive for and meet as a goal, just keep your head high and stay fierce in doing it. I just think, especially even though like, it hasn't been that long since I've been out of high school, but just the change of um, like attitude or just, I don't know if that's the right word, just the way that women are holding themselves. Um, I mean, it, just keeping your head high and fierce. I don't really have another word. That's the one word that really comes to mind. I like that word. So this is where I have to give a shout out to Taylor. I, I mean, if, if what I've done as a mother or in my profession has had any impact on her and just watching her in this podcast, I couldn't be more proud of um, who she is as a human being. And I've always really known that we talked a lot at home about letting, finding something you're passionate about and just go for it. And so I'm going to go back to the few, the crew, the view. Like for anyone that's listening to this who doesn't feel they have those people, that you change your view. That you, if you're feeling minimalized, not seen based on gender or any other uh, quality that you have or the quality of the people around you, change your view and just let passion guide you and find those people that are supportive, that are fun, that bring joy and... Um, you'll never regret doing what you do for a living or how you are um, making an impact, so. Well, this has been fantastic. I appreciate, I know you both are really busy and have a ton to do mm -hmm. on your plate, but it was so fun to listen to your perspectives on not only what happens here, but just women's and the path that you have, that everyone has made in the past few years. So we appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you. That's a wrap for this week's edition of Talk the Walk. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Unity Point Health Des Moines. And we'll be back with another episode in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening to Talk the Walk, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines.